morning and welcome to the Destinado podcast. Um, in today's episode, coming to you from rural Indiana on a beautiful picturesque farm with a great view, um, we'll be discussing about what exactly it meant for Jesus to die on the cross. Uh, this is a big question which has um, come up time and time again. Why exactly did Jesus do what he did? What is the purpose behind it? Many people have been asked this question. Very few have the answers, if any. So in this episode, I'm going to try and um, tackle some of those questions in an easy to understand way, which is quite a challenge if we can pull this off in under 10 minutes. So first of all, it's important to understand the ultimate purpose of humanity from a spiritual perspective. And that's the, the goal of what is called um, quote-unquote enlightenment. What is enlightenment? Enlightenment is when we rise above uh, the programming that we all have as human beings and we discover our true selves. Um, this has been depicted in literature for many thousands of years, as recently as the Matrix, with taking um, the blue pill or the red pill, whatever it is, the red pill, I think. Um, and then also all throughout history, um, prophets and religions and spiritual movements have sought to do this very same thing of um, coming to terms with our true nature. Um, to explain what that is, well, we have so much stuff and so much stuff that's programmed onto us from a young age that we don't see the world as it really is. Um, some people might today call that being woke. Um, but that would be an understatement to say that that's as simple as what this thing is. But it's a process of um, denial of our self, self meaning um, our nature and our self-created identity, to discover equanimity and humanity within ourselves. It's extremely universal. It's found in every culture, every religion, every spiritual movement. It doesn't require too much explanation. We all know what this is. We all know it's a purpose to, you know, and if you've ever had a thought of, well, I feel like there's something more in life, that's a, pursuing that rabbit hole and jumping that down um, to discover what that really means is engaging in that process of becoming enlightened. Now, this all sounds very good but it's also extremely difficult. In fact, it's probably the most difficult thing any person can do because it requires the conquering of yourself to become something bigger. Um, next to impossible, absolutely impossible to do. Some have done it. Um, the Buddha, for example, uh, is a great example of someone who became enlightened, Jesus Christ, the same way. Um, the prophet Muhammad, um, the same thing enlightened, um, various different figures in history. But if you look at the total number of human beings in the world, you look at the very few that have achieved this, it's very hard to do again. Even with all the teachings about what that looks like when you've discovered this place beyond our world, how can anyone else possibly aspire to attain that level of enlightenment? There's no clear path or method. Now, what is the promise of enlightenment is to be joined with a creator, to join, become immortal. There's been lots of, of movements all throughout history of becoming immortal, what that looks like, um, living 
uh, and the world beyond this, enjoying the creator, um, becoming one with um, the essence of the universe. Um, that's the goal. A sense of oneness, understanding the nature of all things, knowledge. Um, it's a tremendous goal, tremendous, very difficult to attain. So now we begin to see the scope of human history in terms of this goal of enlightenment. We can come to the mystic symbolism of, of Jesus. Um, now, why was what Jesus did special? Well, Jesus became enlightened, which in the terminology of scripture is known as being in the kingdom of God. The kingdom of God is a state of incredible nowness and a realization of that nowness and also a view towards the future where this can be a place where all human beings can aspire to be. It's called the kingdom of God. Jesus was there. He was present in the kingdom of God. What he did, which was unique in history, is that through his own death and sacrifice, which was an event foretold throughout time, this fully realized man and fully realized divine being, both equal parts the same, neither negated by the other, was able to, in his own death, provide an outlet and a path for other people to become enlightened without the personal level of effort required um, in their own lives to um, find that place of immortality. So through his death, we, in believing in what he did and following a path of righteousness without necessarily having to deal with the utter complexity and difficulties of becoming an enlightened being through the sacrifice and through the grace of, of God, are able to join the reward of the immortal, immortal afterlife without the effort needed to become enlightened, if that makes sense. So there's part of our enlightenment is taken through, through Jesus and the gift of the Holy Spirit as given to the apostles um, in Acts or otherwise known as Praxis, the Agios Numa or divine influence at present that's, uh, that has been all throughout the prophets or prophetes, meaning shining forth, and those who interpret and preach the divine counsel and will of God. Um, this divine influence, the Holy Spirit, allows us within ourselves part of the grace needed to become enlightened, while also within ourselves be guided towards, have part of that essence of the fully enlightened, realized being within us as a guide. And this is something that's never existed before in history. This is a unique thing that's found within um, the Judeo-Christian uh, belief, the Holy Spirit. And it's something that's a free gift. It's a daughter in Greek that's given to all those who believe and trust and allows us to have a taste of what it means to be um, an immortal transcendent being while still living a mortal limited life on earth. So the, the free gift of the Holy Spirit, which is wonderful and incredible, gives us a taste of that afterlife. Um, and then through the sacrifice of Jesus, uh, his death on the cross of a fully perfected, realized human being, uh, both fully divine and fully human, allows us to bridge that gap between our own shortcomings 
and um, becoming enlightened. So we can experience something that very few in human history have achieved, have achieved but all have aspired to, um, through grace and through the gift of the Holy Spirit. And, you know, we can actually see that symbol very powerfully depicted in the symbol of the cross. We see the mystic symbolism of the crucifixion. Um, the cross representing terrestrial life, life here on earth. The crown of thorns, the suffering of the self within the body in order to become enlightened. And then the victory of the spirit over those elements of darkness that we find that when we plumb the depths of ourselves to become, um, to seek enlightenment. Um, the body of Jesus on the cross is naked to indicate um, a candidate for this immortal life must let themselves go from the desires of our earthly world. And it's nailed to the cross, which means the death and the surrender of the self-will, so our self-autonomy and direction. And um, we can't do any of this by our own power. We can only do this, um, ourselves become an instrument by which the divine will can be executed. Um, we, in other words, we surrender ourselves to God. Um, for those who, who deny themselves, as Jesus often said, deny yourself and follow me, for people who deny themselves of their earthly desires and have become then alive in Christ, so in other words, our, our way of living ends and life within him begins, um, we can rise above that temptation for personal existence. So to live personally and to live in autonomy for ourselves, we've risen above that. Or to express in other words, those who have become alive in Christ and whom the kingdom of um, God has become fully realized um, within themselves, they can experience that life everlasting. Um, so it's it's all to do here with about the personal consciousness of the individual, that we can be reunited with the Divine Father and within ourselves we can discover our true nature. So in other words, and this is something that's very complex, we can rise above our own selves, our own programming. We can rise above our limitations of our humanity. We can begin that process towards becoming the immortal transcended being. And by our own effort, this is possible, but exceptionally difficult. As it requires really moving through unknowns and to deny ourself and our self-existence. You can really see if you want to compare Jesus with the story of the Buddha, uh, Gautama Buddha who was a prince in the kingdom of India and found his own way to enlightenment. It was an incredibly difficult journey that required really navigating the horrors of the self and his own temptation with Mara, uh, which was the temptress. Very similar to how Jesus uh, battled through this in the 40 days of the wilderness. Who knows how long Jesus was actually there? He could have been in there 10 years. We don't know. There's no timeline. 40 days in, in Hebrew num numerology means a very long period of time. So he was in the desert a long time. He battled these forces himself. And then through his teachings revealed what he learned on the other side. When we read the words of Jesus, we are reading the words of a transcended immortal being 
in terms of he is denied his self-will and become unified with the with the universal consciousness for lack of a better word or Yahweh in Hebrew um, the one true God um, numerous names for what is the same thing the the single creator that created all things and in that unity with the creator was revealed a plan was revealed a means by which other people could rise to the reward of the immortal existence through the sacrifice of the sun and we could experience life everlasting without having to go through the incredible process and difficulty real difficulty that is denied to most people but the very select few um, who really want to make it their life's work and how so few of us do that but um, with us we can actually take rest in the lord we don't have to work for salvation we can take rest um, we receive the free gift of the Holy Spirit, which gives us that taste of immortality, um, a guiding voice for how we can live purely and rightly. And then through the sacrifice of the Son, after we die, if we live a righteous life, we, can, we are given a bridge of grace, which allows us then to receive everlasting life without that level of effort. So that's why Jesus is unique. That's why he's special. Um, one of many ways. But simply being, he became the bridge by which we could become also immortal after our own lives. Um, it's what Jesus showed us is not a complex means by which we can receive that immortality. Jesus is saying, deny yourself and follow me. I mean, all the language is there. I think Haley outside me at some point. Apologies for that, we were interrupted. Um, so that's pretty much it. That's why Jesus is, is special. That's why he's unique. That's why the Christian way is unique too. It is a, a faith of grace. It is a faith of spiritual advancement. Um, and is a, a faith of um, rest in the Lord without the personal difficult effort of self-denial. But we have a means and a platform through the Holy Spirit and the, the example of the lived example of Jesus Christ through which we can navigate. So we have a guide and we have a means by which we can come to know the Father, where the Father is unknowable except those who have gone through that difficult path of um, transcendence. So these themes are, are very universal. They're very powerful. They're found within every faith, every creed. Um, this idea that there is a objective and a reward um, at the end of this pathway to self-denial, renunciation, and, um, and and that reward is immortality. Um, it's to live in a world beyond this. Um, Jesus is the means by which we can get there. And you, there's no other platform or no other person like Jesus who offers this shortcut. Um, you know, it may indeed be very possible and likely that in every other faith, you can find your own way to this immortal existence but the difficulty involved is astronomical and it's to be as being the ultimate reward of life it's something that very very few have ever achieved i don't know if there's any story of any person achieving immortal existence or transcendence in other words known as um the uh the rising above our human selves or enlightenment as it's called in buddhism I don't know of any other lived example of anyone who has discovered enlightenment beyond the Buddha in the Buddhist faith. And correct me if I'm wrong on that, but I believe that to be true. Does that all that make sense? 
any questions you have about that, about why Jesus is important, about why his death means so much, about this platform of grace, about self-enlightenment. Well, I'm, I'm sure I'll have questions. They just haven't come up yet. Can you imagine any questions that people listening might have after hearing that? Um... I mean, it's it's all in faith, right? I mean, people have to come to believe in him and that this is for them by belief in something that they cannot see. That's what faith is. Well, faith is always in belief in things unseen. We never see the spiritual world, but we, right. we have a, we're attuned to it. We have like a, a tuning fork. Our whole bodies and our whole spirits are tuning forks for the Lord and to, to find something beyond our world. Um, the question is, is this something we want to ignore or this is something we want to pursue? And that's, I think, really the big question that all of us have is, do we want to pursue it or do we want to um, flee from it? And I actually think a lot of people who are religious or spiritual, um, why they say they are pursuing it are actually fleeing from it because they're not seeking genuine answers. They hide behind what religion tells them they need and the answers to faith because although you know Jesus is the path and although the Holy Spirit is the solution to help us get there it's by no means a one and done affair it still requires some right. effort mm -hmm. and many people today in fact the vast majority I would say at least 99% of Christians will so many do receive the Holy Spirit but many find themselves lost um, after receiving it and then trying to find those answers of placation within faith and they don't end up finding what they're looking for um, in fact they don't end up finding much at all of anything and that's a that's a concern because people are not getting what they're seeking um, the ceremonial baptism as described by peter is just that it's a ceremony and it requires um, the walk of faith in order to activate so we can talk about that another time. The reason I wanted to discuss this today is that the themes of divinity and immortal existence and enlightenment are universal and found in every faith. And all faiths have had to ask and answer this question is how do we transcend above our humanity and join our creator? Um, any faith you look at has the same question, whether it's the Tao, um, whether it's Islam, whether it's anything at all, really. Jesus then was shown to be the solution because although all were seeking God, God saw us through the person of Jesus Christ. Um, I believe this to be true. And part of the way you can learn this is true is through belief in things unseen. As you begin to navigate the path, you are gifted with divine knowledge that transcends human knowledge and you begin to speak with authority about what the kingdom of god is and how to reach there it's as if your soul is being retuned to that cosmic frequency that divinity and you're able within yourself to know where north is and where south is and to always head towards north and not the north necessarily given by your compass but true north the true magnetic north mm. and you know even within yourself even without reading scripture that you're heading towards the right direction 
and that we are heading towards a closeness to God. And crucially, and this maybe is important, that after, even if you don't reach that same state of enlightenment in your life, the very fact that you walked and you continued it walking to the Father means that you can bridge the gap between where you reached and the final state of enlightenment through the grace and the blood of Jesus Christ. And so we know that even if we don't achieve it, because that's still the goal in our life is to achieve the same thing Jesus achieved. Jesus said many will come who will do greater works than I. He was predicting that many other people will become enlightened too. That's the goal. And that's the goal of every person, even beyond just Christians or people who believe in Jesus. But every person, the goal is enlightenment. It's the transcendence of the self to become our truly, true, realized self and personhood. Um, through the sacrifice of that self-will to the divine creator. That's the goal of every person. But the wonderful thing is, even if we don't make it all the way, that gap is bridged through Jesus. And that is a wonderful insurance policy, if you will, that no matter how far we get in life, if we don't get to where we're going to get, we'll get a ride the rest of the way. That is something that is found only within the Christian faith, and it's unique to the Christian faith. I do believe that... Um, Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life, and the only way to the Father, to know the Father is through him. Because he He has remained behind in order to bring us to the Father, in the sense that we have access to him. And that's something that no other prophet and no other um, enlightened being has done. We can't access the Buddha like we can Jesus. We can't praise the Buddha and the Buddha guides us. The Buddha doesn't appear to people and say, I will show you the way. The Buddha doesn't do any of those things. In fact, he always described himself as just a person and he discouraged people worshipping him. Um, but people do because they want faith. And I am a big fan of the Buddhist faith, but I also don't believe it has all the answers that you, that relationship in Christ does. I used to be Buddhist and it, it is, in my opinion, lacking when it comes to these matters of faith that, that the person of Jesus Christ is able to do. We are able to access him and through him know the Father, and through him find everlasting life. Okay, I hope you've enjoyed this recording today. Um, blessings to you wherever you are. Um, keep seeking, keep knocking, and the answers will be given to you.